All right, so joining me again tonight is a powerful, powerful man, powerful individual. He's a great psychologist, amongst other things. He was with me last week, and he's back again, and we're going to make this happen. Will you please, everyone, welcome my special guest again, Dr. T.D. McNutt. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm so strong. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for having me again on Murphy's Law. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Jesus. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Last week was tremendous. And I believe that, you know, you're going to blow our minds again this week. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So for those of you that don't know, again, Dr. T.D. McNutt is a psychologist. He's an apostle. He's a pastor, a prophet. Uh, he has the Revealed Counseling Center. So if you need counseling, and as you hear all of what he gives tonight and the tips he shares with us, the wisdom he gives us, contact him at therevealedcc at gmail.com. And I'll give you that information again. So, but I, I want to set that expectation for you. All right, so we're going to jump right in. I, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right in. Uh, Dr. McNutt, I know you're ready. Ready. Absolutely. So I, I told everyone to email questions, and I'm telling you, Apostle, the questions came in. Wow. They came in. So we'll start here. Last week, one of the last things that you told us was, uh, what a woman should look for in, in a potential spouse, a, a male or a man. And the first question that came in is this, Dr. McNutt, what are some things that a man should look for in a potential spouse, wife? Mm. So when, again, when, um, as we state pulling from last week, when God brought Eve to Adam, um, all she had to look for was God in him. All she had to look for was her being provided for. She literally was brought into a, a home and to a man's life that added or initiated no stress, none at wow. all. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so then a, a female should look for a male that can absolutely provide for her, not only materialistically or financially, but it's important for your husband to be able to set the tone of your emotions, to be able to calm you emotionally. Wow. There should be nobody, this is your husband. There should be nobody else that, um, there is no one else that have authority over you as your husband do. And that's not a bad way of putting it. That's a good right. way, right? Because authority it is used to protect the female from the enemy. And so then yes. when a wife sees a husband, she should see number one, God in him. Absolutely. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number five, I think it is that every husband must submit to his own wife and every wife submit to her own um, husband and husband submit to his own wife. And so then I learned years ago from Dr. Miles Monroe that that, that term and that, that submission there, it yes. literally means that when a that a male should see God in his wife, a husband should see God in his wife. Wow. And his wife should see God in her husband. Anything less than that, you're not required to submit to. But that's not only, and I don't want to pull pull from the question, but 
That's not only when it, as it relates to marriage, but even with children obeying parents. The Bible yeah. says that children obey your parents in the Lord. In the Lord. Any instruction given uh, across the board in any relationships where the instructions given or the interaction given is not godly, we don't have to submit to that. So a wife, a wife, a wife-to-be yeah. should be totally provided for mentally, emotionally, sexually, and, and, and the list goes on. Absolutely. Now, if I... I, I understand, Apostle. Yes, Dr. McNutt, I understand. She should be provided for and, and all of what you just mentioned. And you said, I should see God in her. Are you able to expound more specifically what that God is I should see in her? Sure. In her, so so was the, was the question directed toward what the female should sit toward, see in the husband, or have we switched the question? Is that what's up? No, the question should be, what does what should the husband see in the female? Okay, great. And yes. so then, what more now you want to know, should you see in a wife? Yes. Okay. And so then, a wife, the Bible gives us solidly, let's stick with the word of the Lord. The Bible says that she is a help meet. Now, everything was already established in paradise or in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. If, if the male has nothing to establish, then she has nothing to help with. Wow. And so everything should be established already. So a husband should allow a wife to be a help meet. She is literally co-visionary. Co-visionary. Even though the vision is given to the male, she also has an encounter with God or a in insight from God to help him meet. It is so important that even the, the male, the husband, treat the wife right. Because the Bible says, Minister Murphy, if if the husband does not treat the wife right, like God say, yeah. then God holds his blessings back from that husband. Absolutely. So then a husband should expect a wife to help him meet, not his own desires, not, not anything mama want him to do. Right. Anything, you know, that's a whole nother subject, but not anything mama want him to do. If your wife is upset with you because you still tied to mama, I understand it. I, good girl. Good. All right. So, <laughs> yes. You know, that's the way it goes. You cannot be married, sir, and still be tied to mama. It just cannot happen. So cannot work. a husband should see a tremendous ability, a God ability and potential inside of a wife to help him meet the purpose and will of God. That's it. And so wow. don't expect your wife to help you meet anything that's perverted. It's selfish. It's, 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 don't expect that of her. Not wow. if God gave her. Wow, absolutely powerful. Thank you, Dr. McNutt. I'll move to the next question. Here it is. Is it for the man and a woman to search for a spouse? Should it be both that are searching? So the Bible says, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. There is nothing wrong. Approach matters in the kingdom and approach, approach. matters in that kind of relationship, right? Yeah. So then... For a woman to approach a man, hey, what's up? How are you? You know, I just want you. I just want you to know I'm interested in you. That could be a problem. Right. Because the woman is not equipped by God to be a hunter. The male is. Yes, sir. Right. And so then um, God, God necessarily 
put Eve in Adam's house. And it does not necessarily happen like that anymore, of course. No, but he that does find the wife, that doesn't necessarily mean, let's be, let's be properly, let's be accurate about it. No, we're yeah. just there. He that findeth the wife, findeth the good thing. That doesn't mean a young lady can't say to a male, you know, hi, how are you doing? Or, or you know, you're a very nice looking man. Right. So that don't mean she's lustful, she's crazy. Absolutely not. It is better in some cases that the woman don't say anything like that or make that kind of approach to a male. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. But there's nothing wrong with it. But in some cases, there could be something wrong with it. Praise the name of the Lord. So he that finds the wife findeth a good thing. It's better... It's nothing wrong with you smelling good, looking good as a as a female around the guy that you are attracted to and that you yeah. like. But you know, if you if you start hunting him and going after him, that can be a real problem. Absolutely. And if if I I believe Dr. McNutt, if if that type of expression or aggression is showed, the woman hunting the man before, I believe, you know, you get married and that that will translate or bleed over into the marriage and cause some problems. Good, but it, it definitely will cause some problems. Absolutely. You get into authority issues, you get into yeah. dominating issues, you get into a whole bunch of issues. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. You mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, as you so profoundly explained to us, you mentioned the word submission. Mm -hmm. that's such a bad word in today's society wow. especially in the realm of marriage yeah. uh, don't nobody want to hear about submission who me i'm gonna do what i want to do can't and, and it's crazy all of that yeah. attitude and mindset towards it is crazy yeah. can you help us tonight get a proper understanding of the type of submission that should be displayed and present in a marriage sure the type of submission that should be displayed uh, in a marriage is the type of submission that an individual should have to God. So then if you meet a male or a woman that's not submitted to God, they will never be submitted to you properly. Never. Wow. Never. You, you must, if, if the male or the female that you're looking at, or you want to be your husband or your wife does not have the right attitude about God, does not have the right attitude about uh, or submitting to God, they will never properly be able to submit to you as a husband or as a wife. Absolutely. Submission is an attitude. It's an attitude. Yeah. And this is something I tell people all the time. Submission is an attitude. Thank you for that, Dr. McNutt. I, I actually, I want to ask you to keep going because I, I feel the tug. I feel them all in Facebook and out there live. They, they tugging. They want some more of this submission, this understanding. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest submission we will ever know is a submission that um, Jesus have to the Father, Holy Spirit have to Jesus, and all of them have to each other. Praise the name of the Lord. And so then when we understand marriage, praise the name of Jesus Christ, that's, that's in the realm of what we're speaking. Yes. So when we understand marriage, praise the name of Jesus Christ, if your attitude about being married is off, then your revelation about marriage is off. Wow. Because you cannot have the right attitude about something that you're ignorant about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. McNutt. Welcome. Woo, we are we already soaring high. Third question, boy, Apostle, I, I guess a lot of people want to be married. They want to be, they want to know about marriage. So here's a third question. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. You can't be submitted again, I'll say, uh, to, in, 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 in wherever you're ignorant, you're going to be unsubmitted. 
Absolutely. Wherever you're ignorant at, you come up with your own submission, with yeah. how you should be, what you should do. When it comes to marriage in any relationship, God has already set the order. He's already set the structure of how it should be. Yeah. And so your attitude in marriage should become should 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 be the kind of attitude where I'm with you to uh, to fulfill the purposes of God. That's why I'm with you. Yes, absolutely. You spoke of ignorance, Dr. McNutt. How can a male or a female listening tonight, a man or a woman, how can they position themselves to learn more about this thing called marriage? Where can they go to find that information and to get that you know, understanding? Experience is not the best teacher. And sometimes even the longest marriage known to man is still not the best example of Jesus. how a marriage should be. Yeah. <laughs> there are many individuals that have chosen to stay together through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and still out of the will of God. They've, yeah. they've chosen to stay together for 69 years, and, and the marriage still have not fulfilled the will of God. Yeah. So a long marriage uh, does not mean that God is pleased with it, praise the name of the Lord, or there's just some natural law. So a, na a long marriage does not mean a successful marriage, wow. praise the name of Jesus Christ. We must understand that. So experience is not the best teacher to yeah. get down the solid understanding about a marriage and how it should go, praise the name of Jesus Christ. We must look at how Holy Spirit interacts with, with God, how Holy Spirit interacts with Jesus, how Jesus even interacts with, with the Father. I know it's son-father relationship, but then there are so many principles concerning marriage, praise the name of the Lord, or even how God interacts with the church, his standard, his structure, even yeah. about the church, even about a sinner, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is positioned by God's design according to Galatians chapter number five about the church, praise the name of the Lord. He sacrificed himself for, gave himself for, and so on. Yes. All right, you all, you are listening to the Murphy's Law podcast. I have with me a very special guest, Dr. T.D. McNutt, psychologist, apostle, pastor, amongst many things. Uh, you that are watching live on Facebook, you can type in your questions. If you have any, I see them. We may be able to get to them because so many people emailed questions in. We're going to keep going, Dr. McNutt. I have one more question I'll ask you in the realm of marriage. This person asks, do I tell my spouse everything? Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. And so then, but wait until they become your spouse, though. Okay. <laughs> That's the key. So many people are desperate or, I'll use that word desperate because it's accurate, to be married. Uh, you know, whether they've been divorced, you know, they're now divorced or they've never been married, but they don't, they, they're so anxious and desperate to be married that they, they do inappropriate functions before they even become wow. married. Wow. How so dangerous is that? It's very dangerous because you can arm an individual with the wrong information and, and they're just your friend. I, I believe that when you meet an individual, you're friends, you're building a friendship. That's all you're building. Praise the right. name of Jesus Christ. So I'm not required in the initial phase of a friendship where I just met you to tell you about my past relationships, my, my, my sexual struggles and, right. and, 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 and all that. I, I, I'm not required to tell you about my family and, and open all that stuff up to you, my deepest secrets. I'm not, you're my friend. 
Praise yeah. the name of Jesus Christ. Huh? And so then when, and so then we move on into, of course, time progresses and we get into deeper friendships and deeper relationships and deeper commitments. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. If the commitment and the loyalty is not there, please don't empty out. Wow. Because now when you get, so then you move on to being fiancés. Then I'll tell yeah. you a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we just friends. We just met. What do you right. think about how much money I make for? That's right. too much too soon. Dr. McNutt, oh, oh, this is so good. Here it is. All right, we're building a friendship. We're friends. But when do we when do we take it to the, the next step? Should it be in 90 days? Should it be in 60 days? Should it be after the third time we go out to eat? When, when do, how do we know how to progress this thing? So progressing in a relationship toward being fiancés and, and all that kind of stuff, and then moving on to marriage, ultimately, yes. It has nothing to do with time. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, I've been knowing you three months. I've been knowing you three weeks. I've been knowing you six years. So now that's enough time for me. It has nothing to do with time. What we do not do and what we fail to do is recognize God in an individual, Come recognize on. the proper characteristics inside of a husband. Because a man has a penis and a good one and a big one does not make him a good daddy or a good husband. Praise Come on. Lord. Because he even have a good job does not make him a tremendous provider because he can have a good job and still not willing to dump it all into your house. Praise the name Absolutely. of Jesus Christ. So then it's important that we understand it's not about time. It's more so about revelation. It's more about what is being revealed. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And so then the individual may have trouble opening up to you in the beginning of getting to know you as, as, as friends. Yeah. Because I, I would. I wouldn't, I wouldn't meet her. And then immediately I'm telling her I've been gay and I've been this and I've done right. that. I had a baby. I, 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 I had an abortion. Right. No business yet. And so to demand or to expect that kind of information so soon from somebody, trust has to be earned and yes. relationship has to be built. It can, trust cannot be demanded. Hallelujah. So that's what's up, Murphy. I'll stop. Absolutely. You don't have to stop, Dr. Yes. McNutt. Give us a little bit more, please. <laughs> so then, you know, it's not about time. It's about what happens in the short time that we have been together. Wow. There are some people that can be together for one week and they know already this is the one. Yeah. But having the revelation even that this is the one does not mean go on and get married to them. Because you can know that they are the one. Uh, who's that said, keep going? Somebody screamed at me, keep them going down there. Is that, is it? That they are the one, but there's still some things out of, out of, out of, you know, out of sync. Yes. They got some areas that still need to be worked on. Praise the name of the Lord. And then please understand you all, prophetically, let me tell you, your uh, potential spouse or your friend or the person you want to marry, the issues that you think you see with them may be issues in yourself that you're looking over. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, you're just going to drop the mic right there, Dr. McNutt? <laughs> <laughs> because if you get with a man or you get with a woman and you expect them to treat you like their dad or their mom did, that's not going to work. 
if you get with a man or a woman and you are still not delivered from the spirit or system of your previous spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend, I mean, you got to understand. Wow. If you are expecting your spouse to only be your girlfriend or your boyfriend, then you're not ready for marriage. You're because not. marriage is deeper than that. Praise Absolutely. the name of Jesus Christ. Marriage is deeper than going out once a while, once in a while to eat. Marriage is about, praise the name of the Lord, two becoming one. I learned one. from a friend of mine, God bless her legacy, Dr. Alna Locke, she's now with God. She said, now, she said, the hardest thing in the world is for two to become one, praise the yeah. name of the Lord. So this is the daily thing of a male and a female, hallelujah, working at pressing together and coming together because you have two totally different backgrounds that we're coming from. I'm coming yeah. from Baptist, you coming from Pentecostal. You coming from Egypt, I'm coming from Canaan. And so then we we got told we we, we think different, we 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 like different foods. Yeah. We got two totally different perspectives. I want a baby now, you want to wait. I mean, we just got a whole bunch of stuff. Praise the name of the Lord to agree on. Yes. Dr. McNutt, uh, talk to us about from where you're, you, you're just bringing us, talk to us about the ability, the power of compromise. Mm. Anyone that you love, you'll compromise for. Wow. Anyone that you love, you will compromise for. Do you know what it may, I can't imagine, so I don't even want to say, do you know, because I don't know either, so none of us know. <laughs> for God to be in a position where he humble himself and come in the earth in, Je in the form of Jesus. Come on. Because in that while we were yet sinners, God commended his love toward us and he died for us. Yeah. Christ died for us. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So then when you really love, you compromise. But too many people have issues with compromising because they've forever been manipulated. Wow. So compromising wow. should not ever be something you not do in marriage or any relationship. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. David and so David and Jonathan were... Their love, the Bible says, was deeper than the love that a man would have for a woman, a woman have for a man, praise the name yes. of the Lord. Jonathan compromised his relationship with his daddy and even being in the king's seat also all to be there for, for David, the Absolutely. one that God had anointed to be king. So any relationship you're in, if you don't have a prophetic perspective, a prophetic eye, a prophetic position, you will never be able to compromise. Compromising will happen when an individual have a revelation of what me sowing this seed is going to bring the other person I'm compromising for. Wow. wow. Amazing. Tremendous. Profound. Thank you, Dr. McNutt, for all that you're giving. I'm telling you on Facebook, they are, the hearts are going, the thumbs up are going. This is tremendous. Okay. You're in the Murphy's Law podcast. You're listening to Murphy's Law podcast. Let's apply wisdom. And my special guest is Dr. T.D. McNutt. And hearing all that you're saying, Dr. McNutt, it sounds to me that it's very important, very critical, very vital that counseling should be a part of who we are or our lifestyle, prophetic counseling, yeah. individually, and then even premarital counseling and marital counseling. Can you speak to us how vital that is, how important it is? So then God himself, let's start with him. He, he, he took counsel with the Godhead before he yeah. started moving in the earth realm. If God, yeah. you know, even prophets, the Bible talks about 
prophets hearing from the ram of the spirit and and so on and so on isaiah said in isaiah chapter number six uh he heard the council uh, you know the godly council speaking who will go for us who's who we're going to send and of course isaiah said you know here am i send me i'll go praise the name of jesus christ so then it's very very important praise the name of jesus christ that we understand that is absolutely vital to a successful relationship and a marriage, praise the name of the Lord, that you be in a position to where you receive counsel. Counsel, yes, sir, it's not something that should only happen before you get married. It should, get, it should happen while you're single. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you plan to get married, get counsel while you're single. Definitely. And definitely when you meet him or her, you know, and you know this is the one, the first thing we should be talking about is getting counseling. Absolutely. Not going to dinner and enjoying each other. Let's get, and then there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you go to yeah. Ruth's Chris, call me. I'm going with you. And so then <laughs> I decree and declare nobody will go to Ruth's Chris without me. I don't care how. Oh my God. God is a good God above all gods. Don't you dare go to my restaurant without me. So this is what's up. Counseling is vital to a successful relationship. Yeah. Counseling is going to help you be able to think as, as God want you to or like God himself. Proper prophetic counseling causes you to redound back to the proper image and likeness of God as what yeah. we were created in. According to um, uh, Genesis chapter number one, verses 26 to 28, praise the name of Jesus Christ. That's why we need counsel so that our minds, our motives and everything about us can go back to our understanding. Everything can go back to the original position, hallelujah, yeah. or, or the original design or our authentic place in God. Counseling is very important for yeah. these reasons and more. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dr. McNutt. You've been tremendous to this point. You've been a blessing. Listen, if you're watching, you're listening and you are being helped you're being impacted. Please give at Cash App Money Sign Murphy's Law Podcast and 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 put Dr. McNutt there. Put for Dr. McNutt or wisdom because uh you know this is tremendous insight and revelation that we're getting tonight. Dr. McNutt, I want to shift gears a little bit and 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 we're on the highway and we're gonna take a little fork uh, in in the realm of parenting. Okay. So here's a question. It says, what do you do when you get fought against while trying to raise, provide, and guide your children in a godly way by a spouse? So we must understand, Satan Lucifer is the enemy of family. He was the first one. He's the, he's the founder of, bro, of breaking a family. He's, a, he's the founder of breaking an organization. Family is an organization. The Bible helps us understand that God established family before he established church. Praise yeah. the name of Jesus Christ. So then when you have a spouse that is kicking against, praise the name of Jesus Christ, the, 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 if the structure and the, and the direction and the principles that you're given are godly principles and you have a spouse that is kicking against that without saying, with, it goes without saying, the spouse needs deliverance here. So then yeah. it is your approach to a spouse that is not on God's side that matter. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to make a very bold statement. Praise the make name of the it. Lord. And, you know, we can talk about it later. Some of us are married to individuals that we thought was God's will, but we, it really wasn't God's will at all. Wow. So then we have tended to make this individual 
-hmm. try to make it God's will. And why don't we just tell the truth? This is who I chose. This is, yeah. this is who I had sex with. This is who my mama loved because they, yeah. they got money. So mama wanted me to be okay financially and so on yeah. and so on and so on. So the name of the Lord is strong. We must understand that. Dr. McNutt, when we get to that realization, oh my God, I chose this person, this woman, because the sex was good, because she had a big butt, because she had whatever long lashes or whatever long the lashes. case may be uh, i chose this husband because of this what do we do then i'm already married what do i do now what do we do so again i'm going to get some emails because you already gave them the real reveal council center email <laughs> i'm going to get some inboxes on facebook when you made a wrong covenant talk about how we're going to get out of it and if the the, the consensus should be let's just go our separate ways yeah Absolutely. So you're so saying now what, we, now what we want God to do is fix our wrong, make this right. Right. He's not obligated to do that. Not That's obligated. Why we got to wait on him. And I don't care how horny you are, but be of good courage. Praise yeah. the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then if you have chosen a person, praise the name of the Lord, own up to that. Tell God and maybe he'll fix it. Maybe he won't. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But you can't make them be godlike toward you and you chose them in the in in in, in darkness wow 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 I, i'll tell you dr mcnutt that question that answer that you gave is astounding many of those that are watching on facebook they're saying wow Thank so you. you heard it here you heard it here on murphy's law dr mcnutt said it i'm co-signing it so if you're gonna sue us you, you know that's what it is i'm okay with it Stephanie Murphy, Minister Murphy, we cannot expect God to bless what he did not ordain. Yeah. He's never going to do that. Yeah. Name. I know the job may be paying you real good, but then that's the job that you're going to break your leg on. But had you been at the job you should be at, then you're protected. You just protected in a way that, you know, you're not going to be at the job you chose. So yeah. it is with the man or the woman you chose. Yes, absolutely. One thing that you and I speak about very often, Dr. McNutt, and I say to you, you know, everything that pertains to life and godliness, we find it in the word of, of the Lord. There is no circumstance in life. There's no aspect of life where we cannot get instruction from the word of the Lord. And yeah. I find that in this day, that as long as I've been alive, that people pick and choose when they want to involve God, when they don't want to involve God. And as you say, we can't then now make God think he's obligated to fix it when yeah. we didn't even we didn't even wait to hear from him. We didn't find out, okay, is this is this your will or is this yeah. my will? Yeah. And I, I think that's so tremendous. It's 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 sad to see really that people take that position, but I believe if there were more people or everyone really willing to wait and willing to do it God's way, and sometimes even Dr. McNutt saying, you know what, I may not be able to hear God so clear in this because yeah. I want it so bad. Yeah. So let me go in and get with someone or get to yeah. the person that God yeah. has assigned in my life that can tell me exactly what it is because I, I might I might be too into her I might be too into him I might want this too bad and I might make Holy Spirit say something that he's not really saying 
it really bothers me like god you know are you gonna strike them dead now or <laughs> put them later we're, we're gonna do it. but it really bothers me that individuals attempt to consistently try to make something that they established god's will god to break down a tower of babel is not his will not only that you know, God spoke to Abraham and told him through you, I'm going to bless, you know, the earth and yes. you're going to be the father of many nations and you're going to have a son. He was 75 when God spoke to him prophetically. And then his wife, Sarah, you know, she's just as giddy, you know, she's laughing, she's hearing the yeah. prophecy and she's laughing about it, you know? And so then, you know, her laughter, you know, Hey, God went on and forgave her for that though. There was consequences for laughing for right. Jesus Christ. But ultimately we understand that Abraham was married to Sarah and that's who God wanted to bring the promise through the son, first son through praise the name of the Lord. But then Abraham, you know, got sick of this silly woman. He was with Come on, praise the name Come of on. Jesus Christ. And your wife may be silly now, but she the one God chose she praise the, the name of the Lord. your husband may be out the will of God now, but he's the one God chose yes. praise the name of Jesus Christ. Abraham, uh, Stephane Murphy, Minister Murphy, he's lying with, with Hagar and living in her house and having babies with this girl. Abraham got a side chick. That's amazing. But then I want to tell you all, God is only going to speak to you in his will. He's only going to direct you in his will. I don't care who you think you are, Abraham. You the best. You think you're the best thing since sliced bread. Right. You got a prophecy. You know God. You heard God speak. And so now you get to just manipulate all that and live and be how you want to be. It does not work like that. So then when Sarah got her laughing silly self together, God began to respond to her cry, sir. And then God spoke to Abraham and said, now, I want you to respect now the voice of your wife. Yeah. Hearken Absolutely. unto the voice of your wife. God didn't say hearken unto my will, my voice, this, that, and the other, because that was coming through his wife, God's yeah. voice, God's will. And so at that point, Sarah and God was one. Abraham and Sarah wasn't one. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is so good. I thank you, Dr. McNutt, for making the time. Bless two you. weeks, two weeks in a row. I mean, I feel... I feel like I am the most special son you have. I don't care who's <laughs> mad about it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh so, my God. so I'll go to, to another question. Ooh, I mean, there are so many questions that, that's here. Wow. In situations where one parent or even possibly both parents are missing in action, what do we need to do to ensure whoever the parental figure is in the child's life is the right person for the role. So that's going to be very difficult for a parent who's already out of the will of God. Yeah. To now try to decide who should be the right one to, 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 to be in the role of parenting our children. Yeah. So that's it. God, there's a thing in the kingdom called prophetic override or adoption. Absolutely. Adoption is not, is not something that happened in the secular world. It happened in the kingdom first. So then a parent that's out of the will of God cannot properly choose uh, what is the will of God for the child that God came through them, who they were supposed to be in the will of God for. Right. Um, a child, uh, a parent, mother or father, mother and or father, are the apostle and prophets to a child's life. A parent, they say, I, you, you all hear me, or people at our church hear me say it often. They say that parenting does not come with a handbook. It comes with revelation, does come with a handbook. Because God gives revelation about how to raise, yeah. train up a child in the way they should go. 
And so if you have multiple children, you cannot raise them all the same. You can't even love all of them the same. You love yeah. all of them. You cannot even attend to all of them the same because they have different callings, different gifts, different personalities, different mindsets, different. They're, they're all different. Yeah. So you love all of them, but you cannot raise all of them the same because each child must be raised according to their destiny or their purpose. Bottom line. So then a parent that is out of God cannot properly choose the right way for a child that is in adoption of some sort of adoption or out of their care. They can't. That's where Absolutely. God steps in and he does that. Absolutely. Ooh, we got some tough ones out here. The questions, Apostle. Here's another one, Dr. McNutt. Sure. I've been married for years and we are, we've been unable to have children due to health issues. Is it okay to go into a discussion of divorce or do we just accept our portion that we can't have children? So uh, the father is able to open up the womb. I know there's health issues. I don't know what they are, but I do understand that God is able to open up the womb. He's able to suspend the infirmities. Praise the yes, name of the he Lord. He's, he's always opened up barren wounds. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And so then you may want to look at the stress that you may be causing praise the name of the Lord, in the marriage that could be um, attacking the areas in you that need to be stable and in place, praise the name of Jesus Christ, to uh, conceive or to have a baby, praise the name of Jesus Christ. So then look at the, the stress that is there. Look at how you the, the, the attacks you may be given to one another, or yeah. another option is adoption. But I would not necessarily say dissolve the marriage because you cannot have children. Right. That's like saying, you know, do I do I divorce my my spouse because I only I'm I'm, I'm only able to have uh, female daughters or females. Right. And, and and for all, let me deliver the females right help, now. Help, help, help. Females, well, wives, mothers. It's not up to your body to decide whether you're going to have a male or a female child. <laughs> it's up to the seed the male put in you. Absolutely. Right. So th that pressure is off of them right there. You just deliver. That pressure delivered. is totally off the females. But you can only carry and birth what is put inside of you. Come on. I mean. So if you are a wife that only have all girls, it's because the husband you got, praise the name of the Lord, has been assigned all girls. That's it. You got to talk to Zalafahad, praise the name of Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. daughters in the Bible. Yes, yes. So wives, it's not a mother's, it's not your fault. Not your fault. Dr. McNutt, I believe that one of the greatest things that you can have in life, period, but especially walking into a marriage, is faith. Mm. Because things will happen unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. You thought you could have children, not having children, like someone just said, uh, financial crisis, however it may happen. There's so many things that 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 can happen that's unexpected. Yes. Uh, can you expound for two to three minutes or however long you choose, really? Um, hmm, the importance of faith, where our faith level should be at in marriage, since we're talking about marriage. So the Bible says without faith is absolutely impossible. So that means in anything, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. Faith must accommodate the purpose. Faith must accommodate the assignment. Faith must accommodate, praise the name of the Lord, the design for being together. 
If the faith is less than that, then we open up the door to the enemy. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And so then the Bible talks about being unequally yoked, but then integrally, when the Bible is speaking about being unequally yoked, it was talking about a believer with an unbeliever. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But I said this last week, praise the name of Jesus Christ, the spouse you choose, praise the name of the Lord, is a direct revelation of how you think about yourself. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And all too often, we feel like the spouse we have chosen, praise the name of the Lord, is our savior. And then we find out that they're really not who we thought they were after we've said, yeah, 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 I do. We do not understand, but in my study, I found out it takes some three to four months for a person to, to reveal who they really are. Praise wow. the name of Jesus Christ. Three to four months. Yes. All right. So you all can write down that statistic. So if you just met someone or whatever, three to four months, it takes three to four months, Dr. McNutt said, for a person to really reveal who they are. And this is not you talking to them once a week. Nah, it, 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 in my research and in my, you know, evaluations, praise the name of Jesus Christ, it takes some um, three, and I'm not the only one that, that, that have this 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 principle here or have this revelation it takes about three to four months for a person to reveal who they really are so take your time if you if you are engaged or you have a friend or somebody you with take your time praise take the name of jesus christ take you your time go ahead many people change after being married and, it, and there are signs that you can look for, things that you can look for, inconsistencies, yeah. verbiage, yeah. praise the name of the Lord, behavior, attitudes that you see that let you know, wait a minute, it looked like, it, 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 look, it glitter, but it ain't gold. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Whew. All right. Let's get to the next question. I mean, Dr. McNutt, you... You're, you're really giving us uh, powerful insight tonight. And I thank you again for coming and being a guest and for strengthening my podcast and, and this that you've even pushed me to do, Murphy's Law. Yes. Thank you so much. Amen. How do I, here, this is the question. I want to go to counseling, but my spouse doesn't. What do I do? Go to counseling and wait for wait wait for God to pull your spouse in. That simple. Don't wait until your spouse is ready. You do it. That simple. Go on and start without them. Absolutely. All right. I mean, you were born without them, wasn't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do you deal with coming to the realization? that I married this person because I love them, but she just married me for my money. Wow, that's amazing. And so, sir, you should have realized that before you got married to her. Absolutely. And I'm sure there was somebody possibly that told you that because women have a particular, what is called intuition. You know, another mm. woman can see what's going on with another woman. Absolutely yeah. can, because yeah. they want. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So then, you know, if you get around a girl and all she wants you to do, sir, is, you know, what you going to buy me today? Well, I need this and I need, you don't love me. You, all that emotional manipulation, you know, even when, when you fornicating before marriage and having sex and she groaning in vain, you know, all you, you got to discern. Let me, 
No, keep going. Keep going. She grew up in vain. In vain. The right. rub is not even real. You know, they just patting you and they, the moment, you know, the release have happened, she just gets up real quick or she got some, oh, let me get up. I, I just, you got to look at all these different wow. signs that this person is not with you for real. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I find Dr. McNutt that many people sometimes even see the signs but because they're so desperate to have someone, they'll desperate. ignore it. Desperate, absolutely desperate, yeah. So I believe when you see the signs, yeah. respond accordingly. Absolutely, and so get around people that know the signs. I mean, you know, you, you some people, you know, maybe had, maybe didn't see until it was too late or they felt like it was too late. Yeah. So if, you, if she married you just for your money, you know, don't let her take all your money. <laughs> right. Don't do it. Absolutely. All right. Oh my gosh. Mind if I take about a sixty-second break? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'll talk to them while you do. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, again, you all, you're tuned into Murphy's Law Podcast, which is sponsored by BOJ Clothing. Uh, as you can see, I have on a BOJ shirt here. You can go over to our Facebook page, BOJ Clothing, and you can get your own apparel. You can get it for you. We have shirts. We have hats. You can get a gift for someone else, okay? You can get it for your, your friend. You can get it for your girlfriend, your fiance, mom, dad. All right, so you can do that. If you have not already subscribed to the Murphy's Law Podcast on Spotify or Google Pat, Google Podcast, google podcasts or anchor please go and subscribe go and you know make sure even on youtube hit the little bell subscribe bell at murphy's law podcast so that you can know all the episodes that we have we've talked about co-parenting so successful co-parenting we've talked about you know some of the emotions overcoming negative emotions from separation and divorce we've talked about reestablishing fatherhood the last two weeks have been tremendous with dr mcnutt here so please do that and if you're being impacted tonight please give at the cash app money sign murphy's law podcast all right so we have with me my special guest dr td mcnutt You've heard what he's been giving you, uh, you know, to this point, and even last week, it's been absolutely tremendous. Thank you again, Dr. McNutt. You're welcome, sir. I want us to take the last few minutes we have, Dr. McNutt, to talk about something I, I believe is everyone shares a commonality in, you know, and that's grief. We have people who lose loved ones or there's different forms and ways that grief grief shows up in. So I, I'll ask the first question this way: Is 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 grief different when it's someone that dies as opposed to some you know if I get divorced or is grief the same? Grief is grief. Grief um, is not the same. There's different types of grief. Okay. And then there are six. There are six. Praise the name of the Lord that we could elaborate on praise the name of jesus christ or several that we could elaborate on yeah but grief is not the same praise the name of jesus christ yeah it's not the same that if someone dies opposing to it can feel like um a death of course when 
you know, a person divorce you, praise the name of Jesus Christ or something like that. But our grief is not the same. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to many people and they have parents that have passed away or have died 10 years, 12 years. And they'll say things to me like, I still haven't dealt with it. I refuse to deal with it. They, they don't know how to grieve. They don't know how to go through that process. Can you help someone that's watching tonight, someone that may be listening, Dr. McNutt, some ways, some healthy ways that we can uh, deal with grief and, and go through that process? So you're human. So you got to let yourself feel it, number one. The moment you begin to suppress grief or deny grief and that you are grieving, you're going to suffer in a very, very dark and and, and and harmful way. Yeah. Grief already by itself is harmful. Absolutely. So you need individuals around you that know how to build your soul, encourage you, and handle even handle you and even the particular type of situation, whatever it is. You need individuals that know that have uh, prophetic authority. They have a revelation. They know how. To, they have some training as well. They know how to handle the situation and you mentally and emotionally through uh, the, the, the situation or the, or the particular type of grief that you are experiencing. I experience tremendously anticipatory grief consistently in my life. Wow. I, I experienced grief when God gave me to move away from Illinois to move to South Florida. Yeah. I was grieving when God gave me to go. You know, and so then you know, I, I experienced I experienced anticipatory grief when I was caring for my mother for three and a half years. I relocated her from Illinois to South Florida to live with me after she had the stroke and paralyzed, could not move, could not speak anymore. Yeah, I, I knew a couple months or so, you know, before God actually took her about a month or going on two months, I knew God was getting ready to take her. And so then uh i was I, I was dealing with anticipatory grief i knew this was going to happen so then it's important for us to be able to identify the type of grief that we're dealing with because yeah. you will never be able to deal with it properly until you know the kind of grief that you're dealing with and then also why i know the circumstance itself but some of the meaning why we're dealing with the grief some of us cause certain types of griefs or seasons of grief Wow. We call that we we call it we call it on our, on, on ourselves because of our yeah. ignorance or our ill position to make something right and so on and so on. Wow, wow! Thank you, Doctor McNutt. Uh, I, I I've I've seen man. I, I can tell you, and I have recently met so many people that they they really don't know or don't want to deal with the grief. Mommy died. Daddy died. This person yeah. died. My favorite uncle died. And it's been eight years, 10 years, 12 years, and they don't deal with it. And I don't, I'm sure they don't understand that suppressing that still can come up and affect sure. other aspects and areas of their life, other relationships of their life. Uh, help us understand at a greater level, Apostle, that truth, that if you suppress it, this is it's still not good. If you suppress it, it's still not good. I'll start with how you ended. If you suppress <laughs> it, it's still not good. So then... To deal with grief, you want to do the thing that that makes you fearful or that challenge you, meaning you may want to, uh, so God told Joshua in the Bible, he said, Moses is dead. 
praise the name of the yeah. Lord. And you may need someone that know how to deal with you directly. Everybody else is tiptoeing around what actually needs to be said because they're respecting, hallelujah, the fact yeah. that you are grieving. Yeah. God don't respect it. I'm not going to respect it. You know, right. that's what it is. You can call me insensitive. I'm a very sensitive man. Yeah, I, I always tell people I will feed the devil if that thing act right in my house. But he can't come <laughs> in here trying to call all kinds. I'm the only. So the Lord is good. So then, it's important to understand: face the situation or the person that is causing you grief. Deal with yeah. it properly. Yeah. Some individuals are dealing with grief, and they are suppressing that grief because they won't talk to the individual they need to talk to to get to the bottom of the situation that happened in your family, in your life, and, wow. so, on and so on. Wow. So Absolutely. you can't get over grief with unforgiveness there. You can't get over grief with ju being judgmental. Mm. And can't you get, can't over, get grief. over Excuse me. I, I was going to repeat what you said, but go ahead. You can't get over grief acting like you're not human. Yeah. You are human. One of my yeah. mentors told me you are your most anointed when you are your most human. Wow. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. <sighs> well, I just want you all to know that I, I feel like I need to ask Dr. McNutt to come back once every quarter or something. Oh this <laughs> this can't I I this can't just be one or two time and and then that's it I, I i i don't see that happening this has been so tremendous i have one final question for you to sure. tonight dr mcnutt and this question comes in it says when setting new boundaries in previous friendships due to new understanding and knowledge how do you do so without hurting feelings or is this inevitable you can't not hurt feelings yeah because if you have a greater revelation about how the friendship should be, or even if it should be, you, you, revelation hurts feelings. Revelation hurts feelings. Absolutely. Wow. Even if, it, even if it's your own feelings. Wow. God called, he, he, he instructs you, give you the word or give you what he wants you to do. And your own feelings can be hurt, but you got to have the neck of, neck of lot and not turn around. I know your yeah. wife turned, but you can't turn. Yeah. Absolutely. So revelation is going to hurt feelings. So their feelings are going to get hurt. Their feelings are going to That's get hurt. It. If they're not mature in Christ, if they don't understand that some relationships are seasonal, if they don't understand, you know, some relationships are for a project. And if they don't yes. understand that some relationships, number three, are forever, and they are not that forever person. They're not that forever friend. Right. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. They're going to be hurt. So you, you that's that's inevitable. Yes, it's, it's, it's to be expected. Absolutely. Dr. McNutt, I want to give you uh, three to five minutes to whatever you want to share with us as we get ready to close and get ready to end tonight. I just want to give you that, that time right now to, to pour into us whatever it is that you want to. None of us can be great without God. None of us can be whole without God. None of us can be healed without God. None of us can have balanced thinking or proper thinking without God. None of us can have proper direction and insight without God. I want what I'm, I'm saying all that to help you all understand you need God, praise the name of Jesus Christ. And then don't dishonor the structure structure or the system that God has put in place. If God, praise the name of the Lord, uh, as, as much as some of us, we have Holy Spirit within us, 
and the Bible says he would lead and guide us in all truth. Some of us don't know how to be led of the Holy Spirit. You just got yeah. saved two days ago. You can't come speaking in tongues, tell me the Holy Ghost said to you. You, you don't know how to be led by Holy Ghost because you right. must be taught the character and the nature of God so that when Holy Spirit do speak to you, praise the name of Jesus Christ, you, you're able to identify his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. No more can you be the one, praise the name of the Lord, that is, is, is being known for being in divorces and bad relationships yeah. and abusive relationships. And, you know, I mean, come on. God now want to heal your reputation. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. God don't want you to step, hallelujah, in another bad relationship. He don't want you to move by another feeling. He wants you to move by revelation. He wants you to move by, hallelujah, his word, his light. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. I think everybody, I don't, you, you may be, you may be healthy as all get out in your soul. I think everybody yeah. needs counseling. I think everybody needs help. And so we appreciate God for his term, I'll use it, platforms or environments like Murphy's Law. The Murph yeah. Murphy, we appreciate God. Let's apply wisdom. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. So then I thank you, uh, Minister Stephanie Murphy, for being, praise the name of the Lord, a submitted son to, Jesus, uh, to God. Hallelujah. Uh, and as Jesus Christ was. And, and and allowing Murphy's Law, praise the name of the Lord, to be a carcass or vehicle through whom God speaks through, heal other families and individuals through, praise the name of the Lord. I know firsthand you've gone through a lot of hell. You've gone through a lot of pain. Praise the name of the Lord. Now yeah. you're able to sit on the other side and invite people into a place called heal or healing or wholeness. Praise the name yeah. of the Lord. So I want all of you all to know Tonight, praise the name of the Lord, I hear the Lord saying, this is an opportunity for each and every last one of you all to come into a place called healing, to come Thank into you, a Lord. place called wholeness, praise yeah. the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be in question of your destiny another day. I yeah. don't care how they abused you. I don't care how you let them abuse you. I declare and declare that abuse will have no more power over how you think and mm -hmm. how you treat That's yourself. Man. And the decisions that you make, absolutely not. No, no. Yesterday or even today was the last is the last day in yeah. the name of Jesus Christ. Let's move by wisdom. Let's move by divine laws. Let's move by prophetic understanding. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid to get help. Yeah. Don't be so prideful and so arrogant to where you won't get help. Yeah. From a marriage perspective, you got to have something else better to offer than sex. That's right. Because there's seven other women or seven other men that can offer the same thing. Mm -hmm. And theirs may be better than yours. Yeah. So then you must understand, praise the name of the Lord, you must be able to offer a consistency of love. Um, uh, you, you must be able to offer God and so on and so on. My time is up. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Let's apply wisdom, please. Thank you, Dr. McNutt. I thank you for the honor. I thank you for what you've just imparted into us. I thank you for bringing us into this realm now called healing. I pray all of you have been helped. All of you have been strengthened tonight. Don't leave here and go back and revert. No, you're into a place called healing. They don't have to abuse you anymore. That circumstance, that situation, that person, they don't have the control over you anymore. You're in a place called healing. We so thank you, Dr. McNutt. You're amazing. You are amazing. I'll say it one more time. You're amazing. If, you, if you've been blessed tonight, people, please. So give money sign, 
Murphy's Law Podcast. Okay, that's the cash app. You know what I'm thinking about. Right? Yeah, I know what you're thinking about. Money sign Murphy's Law Podcast. Okay, subscribe to all of the, the, the different arenas and avenues that you can get it. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. You can follow us on YouTube at Murphy's Law Podcast. Listen, until next week, you all, I always tell you, let's apply wisdom. Love somebody and don't you dare leave this place of healing. Good night, everybody. Good night. Let's apply wisdom when it comes to some.